So it's the eve of Christmas Eve. It's the eve... That blows my mind. It's Christmas Eve Eve. Yes. Just remember that. I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Which means I don't need to wrap presents until tomorrow. Perfect. Running with Jake, the podcast. On this episode... Our guest and the producer of the show just just stripping off. We're uh, uh, How's the ambient temperature, guys? Are we cool? Are we OK yeah. to, to start? Got we... zero sweat drops. We sh- yeah, I'm OK. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. Good to go. Running with Jake, the podcast. Because every runner needs the occasional plot. And here's your host, Jake Lowe. Right, well, here we are then. It's um, it's Christmas. No. It was not Christmas Eve. Right, no. More, more energy. More energy. <laughs> I don't have any more... I don't have any more energy. This is it. This is me on maximum burn today. It's like the final descent to the lunar landing. It's just maximum <laughs> burn. I don't have anything else. It's not a lunar landing. It's just Christmas Day. I just think we need more energy. If oh. we're going to do this, I just think we need more, you know? This is the eve of Christmas Eve. Uh, a little bit later on in the podcast, I get confused and I think it's Christmas Eve. You say a little bit later on in the podcast, you just said it was Christmas Day. You just said Christmas Day and then you reverted to, oh no, it's it's Christmas Eve Eve. It's, it's... No, Christmas Eve Eve. The eve of Christmas Eve. Yeah, the day before yeah. the day before. I mean, look, let's let's face it, every, every day just blends into each other at the moment in <laughs> it 2020. Does, it does. It's just every day's Groundhog Day. Just grab Christmas, it's Groundhog Day. Do you know what I panic about? It's normally Groundhog Day between Christmas and New Year anyway. And this year, how's that going to be? Because every day is Groundhog Day anyway, and then between Christmas and New Year, what's going to go on there? I don't even know the days. I go by dates at that time of year. Anyway, look, because the energy isn't what it should be, I think we need to wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. See? Okay. Now, now, now I'm feeling the vibe. All of a sudden, things are changing. I'm not sure whether yes. I should stand up and dance for this. I mean, it's not quite the dancey... <laughs> I don't... You, you can. You can if you want. It's not... This is classic. This is proper. Anyway, I've just noticed on the video phone thing that you mm. don't have... I say video phone. It's like, like <laughs> grandstand from the 1980s, isn't it? I've just seen on the video printer... Um, I've just, I've just seen. Let's be honest, right? I've just seen on the Facebook video thing that yeah, yeah. Um, you don't. Have, I don't see a Christmas tree. Where's your, where's your Christmas stuff? No, we don't. Well, look, it's not what? that we're not festive and stuff. I do love Christmas. Just to put that out there, I really love Christmas. But sure, I don't know. This year's just been a bit weird, and you know, we kind of live in this in this rented place, and we. I don't know. We just. I don't know. I don't know. There's not a lot to. I mean, I've got this. I've got this thing. This is... What is that? This if is... That, this if, is... If that isn't a light-up snowman, I'm going to be disappointed. No, no, it's close, it's close, it's close. Look at this, look. This is... Um, I mean, it's seen better days. It's a very small, like, very small... <laughs> it's uh, very small. ...leafless tree. It's a naked tree. It, and look, it's a little LED thing. You just light that up like that, and I can just pop that on the desk there. That's it's, nice, but it's not Christmas. That's any nah, time of the year. we got one of those in the back garden. That's any time of the year, that is. Yeah, we've got, I mean, we've got a few LEDs around and stuff, but it's just, I don't, I don't really turn them on because then when we go to bed, it's like, you know, the whole going to bed process. Like, right, let's, should we, should we, we don't just, shall we go to bed yet, get in bed. It's like, right, brush our teeth. And then it's powering down all the lights in the house. And I never know where all the switches are for the various oh, LEDs. Not the, not the great power down. The power oh, no. down. So I just, oh, I'm like, I just don't hours. bother putting them on. So look, but I do love Christmas. I don't want you to sure. misunderstand. Christmas is my thing. And the one thing I'm really, really, really super happy about is I've had a few weeks off running this is a running show we should talk a little bit about running i had a few weeks (laughs) off running and i went for a little run yesterday tested the calf i had a little right calf strain 
and yeah. I'm feeling good. No pain, no discomfort. It just felt amazing to be back out there. And I was pretty patient. I had three weeks out just to let kind of the, the car fully recover, which I always advise people do. You know, when you feel that you don't have any symptoms anymore, just mm. give it a little bit extra time, almost no matter what the injury is. But it means that I can get out there on Christmas Day for a run which I'm just uh, so happy yeah, about. Yeah. That is just... We don't do the whole present thing until we've been for a run. We go for a run first. That's just like priority, man. I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you in the Christmas spirit? Are you feeling Christmas then? You, you, you've you got... I can see you've... I mean, it looks like a little grotto here in your yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a little bit of tinsel here. I got... Pretty I mean, impressed. I'm not a fan of... I'm not a fan of tinsel because it's a little bit... I don't know. It smells. It's, it's, it smells. It catches fire easily. It gets dusty. It's got last year's dust on it, but it's... You know, it's there. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I've got, got a Christmas tree downstairs. And, and what's more, the, the Christmas tree on the front garden as well. I lit that up too. That's cute. On the front garden? You're not one yeah, of them, are you? Up. Are you one of them? Where you're driving to Aldi for the weekly shop in November... Uh, sorry in September and you drive past one of them you know one of the houses know. you know what I'm talking about I know what you mean yeah no I'm not one of them I'm lit not one up of them. like the Rockefeller Centre is that you <laughs> no it's not me no it's not me I've not gone on the roof like Chevy Chase did on that film what was it what was it National Lampoons <laughs> yes National Lampoons that's not me that's not me I mean look I, we love Christmas we don't mind the whole lighting thing but people do go a bit nuts I mean I quite enjoy it when yeah, I'm out yeah. there running Martina loves it like spotted. Mm. I don't know whether they have Christmas lights in Italy because every time we're running out here and around here and she sees like the lights oh look look I love that light look at those look at those and it's just like the tiniest mm. thing in like somebody's window but you know it's nice it's- Martina's great because she's like um, she's like having a small child with you because that's what you do when you have a small child and they're in their car seat in the back of the car and you drive around in December and you spot Christmas lights that's what you do so it must be like that every day with Martina that's brilliant because I tell you now Eddie who's um who you know he, he put up with that stuff till he was about five six years old and then now he's like 17 and he's like dad i don't i'm not asked about christmas lights okay stop it stop pointing out the christmas lights so to have martina with you that'd be brilliant because i really miss that i miss that she fills my world with joy and entertainment it has to be said <laughs> talking of entertainment we've got a great guest on the show today we, we have a lot of coaches on running coaches on the show i love that you know really get an idea of how different people coach and what they're uh, bringing their expertise to the table, understanding what works for them and how they look after their runners. Just fascinating stuff. And we've got a great guy on, Rory Horseman from Raced Coaching. He is absolutely barking mad. And he's well up for it, wasn't he, when we <laughs> when we spoke to him. Although you did keep referring to it as Christmas Eve when we recorded the call with him. I got confused because, um, to give you a little bit of insight, probably too much insight, when we record the openers to these podcasts, we do them probably a day before the release, so at the moment it's the 22nd of uh, December, it comes out on the 23rd of December, however, I'd screwed up my calendar and I thought that the episode that we were recording with Rory came out on Christmas Eve, so I was I was extra, extra Christmas, in fact I was dressed in a Christmas jumper, I had, um, I, I, and you didn't even see, I had my, um, um, I had my elf trousers on as well, you didn't even see. <laughs> that <laughs> thing is so I, please, but, please but so it. was he Rory <laughs> he was, was donning the Christmas hat I felt like the odd one out oh look everybody listening to this show they have no idea what time it is let alone what day it is who cares in 2020 let's just crack on this is your weekly dose of running festive motivation for the show notes and video content go to runningwithjake.com forward slash podcast running with Jake the podcast 
I have a feeling that this is going to be very entertaining indeed. It gives me great pleasure to introduce our next guest. He's a fellow running coach. He's a top guy. He's a running coach at Raced Coaching. He can be followed on Instagram at The Running Horse. He's indeed a running horse. He's running everywhere from what I can gather. <laughs> great to have him on the show. Rory, good, good morning, morning, sir. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm all right. More to the point, are you okay now? I'm are good, you settled yeah. in? Are you, is now, the temperature okay I've got for my you? i yellow t shirt on to bring a bit of July and summer back to the, uh, back to the environment. I'm, I'm matching my study, <laughs> which obviously the, the listeners can't see, but you guys can see that I'm clearly blending into my palette of my wall. That t shirt is exactly the same colour as the wall. All I can see is a head and a pair of headphones. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. really weird. It's very mustard. I like it. I'm liking I, the vibe. If we ever do another one I'll, t- I'll just sit in another room next time you can have like living room and I'll just bring out the green t-shirt and then it can be like <laughs> a kitchen will be a struggle we've never had a tour of a guest house before but I'm liking this <laughs> listen it's great to talk to you on the show we're going to get into some really good stuff today obviously this is well we're knocking on the door of Christmas mm. now it is a strange time of year particularly given obviously yeah, the indeed. year that we've all had but you man you're ending the year on a high yeah 5k well, PB hi- I mean come on you look you're a coach but you help others but you can celebrate your own success successes as well what was it Six, 1650 yes. man how did that oh, feel at the end of it pretty horrendous i'm 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 i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning over a barrier near, near home bargains on the middle of a main road near where i live with loads of cars looking going is this guy all right but that bit five minutes later then uh, now good yeah i mean i mean you know you guys know what it's like when you get a pb it's yeah, that, that feeling you kind of and it was so unexpected as well you know i spoke to you the next day didn't i well the same day but then you ignored me for a day and then uh sorry about that i wasn't deliberate yeah, it's not personal yeah, I sat there waiting for you know <laughs> waiting for the little picture where it says yeah jake's read it nothing nothing that was mega 1650 yeah, man. Uh, and uh, like i told you you know i listened to your pod one of your podcasts previously and it was just that whole message of and i'm a firm believer in if you've got the good mentality to just kind of if you feel good on all day and you you know i'd watched the valencia half marathon that morning you know and clearly those guys you know you, if you can't be inspired by the professionals, what can you be inspired by? And yeah, I just kind of went, do you know what? I'm just going to go out, bar a few mishaps, go to the running track, which I'm very fortunate to have half a mile down the road from me. But uh, unfortunately, it had about 300 people on it. So uh, I wasn't running around that that morning and I had to quickly kind of think, like, where can I do a quick route that's not too crazy, crossing too many roads? And uh, so it was a bit kind of panic stations while I'm stood there in minus one in my, you know, three inch split shorts, uh, working out what to do. And uh yeah, just I yeah, just went for it. You know, I just had the confidence to go. Do you know what? Don't be scared of the pace. You know, because when you're running a five k, you know, it's, it's obviously your quickest kind of distance unless you do any shorter stuff. And uh, just went for it. To be honest, and uh, I've not been doing any short stuff. You know, I've done a little bit of speed work, and I, you know, I'm mainly kind of now training towards marathons and, and beyond. But you know, for anyone as as you guys will well know, is the long stuff clearly helps the short stuff. And you know, I've been doing a lot more hill work. And yeah, I thought I've got to squeeze in a PB. It's been a quiet year. There's not really been any races. I had a, I had a PB at the beginning of the year for a ten k. So I thought, you know, let's let's fast forward just before the end of the year and get another one in. But yeah, totally unexpected. Um, chuffed a bit and uh, yeah, going to have to realign my goals now. That's a, it's amazing. I mean, you, you've got a pretty good background in, in kind of sprinting and middle distance from yes. what I understand, like kind of years yeah. ago. You, that's kind of what started it all for you, I, I understand. So bringing those days back in some respect, but that's awesome. Do you know, I love what you said there as well. And I think that's one of the reasons we got on. Well, we've never actually spoken. <laughs> we said that just before we, we started recording. Yeah. We've never spoken, but we've exchanged a few messages on social media and all that sort of stuff and, and, and built a, a relationship off the back of that. But what I find really interesting as coaches is some people, I think, 
may look at running coaches and think, well, you know, they're, they're motivating and supporting and helping mm. others. So why do they need the support and help? They're okay. They're, every run they do is going to be amazing. They're always going to achieve their goals. And that's not real life. We all need inspiration and influence and support. And it's quite interesting. You said, I think you listened to one of our episodes and it kind of influenced you a little bit. Watching the elites obviously influenced you. And we do. We need to draw on that kind of inspiration and support, don't we? Because Absolutely. having the performance is one thing, but then you've got to extract it on the day. That's amazing that things didn't go to plan initially for you as oh you had to be adaptable with the track you know being full and stuff that's even more impressive i'm intrigued by this do you find it tricky to get the balance between coaching and helping others because i can see how passionate you are about helping others with their goals and your own running yeah do you know what it it would be a lie if i said it was easy to just go and do your own stuff and then do other people's stuff because you've as you'll know, you've got to be so adaptable because you know what what I'm doing is going to be so different to what person two, person three, person four is doing. Um, you know, same for my co-partner Daryl. What he does is different to what I do, and you know you've got to be able to flick those switches so quickly to be able to say, right, today I'm doing my own stuff. And I have to admit, you know, when I first kind of got into more of the coaching stuff, you know, you, your own running does take a bit of a backseat, and not not intentionally, not because you don't want to go and do your own stuff, because you just you know you've got that passion to want to help other people, and that kind of takes the priority to start with, and then you do have to kind of switch it back and go, well, you know. In a, in a kind of selfish way, well, actually, I, I need to prioritise my stuff because I've still got goals I want to hit. I've still got things I want to do longer term. So uh, we, I'm in a better place with it now. You know, I can work out when to do what stuff. And, and in a strange kind of way, probably COVID has helped slow down the pace of life a bit for me in terms of, because I, I do a few things in terms of work and this, that and the other. So I'm always kind of running around doing, you know, God knows what. So actually I've had a bit more structure potentially just because I'm not out and about as much and I've been able to focus on mine and have a bit more time back to do both and do them well. Like you say about the, the kind of number of people that you work with and when you're building relationships, it's like anything in life. You can only build so many meaningful relationships and when you're coaching people, it's got to be meaningful with your runners 100%. and athletes, right? Otherwise, you, you kind of lose the value and it, it just becomes a bit kind of conveyor belt. So I, I totally get what you're saying there. In terms of enjoyment, what do you do when you're not running and helping other people to run? Obviously, it takes up so much time with the runners and everything that you get involved with and help. And your own running takes a lot of time. I know you've got a goal of uh, Project 245, maybe next year is it that that's a big going to be a big, big goal isn't it two hours Hopefully, 45 yeah. in a marathon so it's going to take a lot of time what do you do when you're not doing that do you, is there much time left what's your downtime crikey good question um it's really just family time to be honest yeah uh married got a, a little dog as well a little british spaniel who's a, a, a nutter surprised she's not trying to get in the get in the uh, study at some point running is weirdly my downtime so if i go out with the uh, with my wife michelle and the dog we'll you know we'll use that as our downtime because effectively when we're running you know phones away and it's because you know, a lot of the work we do is obviously on social media and stuff so it's very hard to pull away so actually sometimes going for runs is my downtime <laughs> and when I tell people that I think it's bonkers that that's my relaxing time but uh, then yeah just you know as usual sort of stuff that anyone would do you know watching football watching my my beloved Newcastle United uh, lose pretty much every week at the moment so you've probably just lost about 10 listens there who said Newcastle United and they just they just go and go oh guys he's a Newcastle fan oh Christ he doesn't sound like a Geordie he's, he's a fake fan here we go if we've only lost 10 today that's a result I, t- I'll take that <laughs> that's a PB <laughs> and there'll be one one Geordie listening going, yeah, away the lads, you know, thinking, oh, there's, finally a, there's finally a Newcastle fan in it. But yeah, I just, probably for me, it's just, uh, yeah, just doing stuff that isn't just 
me sat at the laptop or the phone and just switching off and just yeah. It's mental space, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah, basically. It's mental space when you that you know what 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 is downtime? It's different for different people. If that's going and running on the beautiful coastal paths, fantastic. Sounds awesome to me. And we're, I think we come out of a similar mold actually, Rory, which is why I sense we get on so well. My mind is constantly going, thinking about all the different ideas and things and thoughts and oh, I could do this and could do that and oh, got an idea for a show and blah blah blah. And when you do run your own business, and I think many people could relate to this, listen to the show, and you don't have to, of course, be running coaches, but there's no ceiling unless you create those parameters when you're running your own business actually there is no ceiling you can just keep going and it is hard to kind of just back away and step away and then there's there's pros and cons there i think it's healthy to kind of have some time away from the phone and stuff but again it's just it's just getting that balance and especially if you want to perform optimally and uh, so people listen to the show if you want to maximize your ability in an event then you've got to think about the other things, not just the running itself. That brings us nicely onto um, what I want to really pick your brains on here. Now, if you listen to the show, you're probably thinking, well, this has been a pretty negative year, 2020. I'm going to listen to the weekly dose of running motivation, the podcast, and they're going to pick me up. No, we're going to continue the negative theme. (laughs) We're going to talk about all the mistakes that you've made, all the things that runners classically do wrong, and we're going to put them right. And I think it's a good time, Rory, right? Turn of the new year. We want a, almost opportunity to wipe the slate clean. What can runners do differently this time? What are some of the key or the bigger mistakes, rather, that you see people making? There's a long list, and actually, when we kind of spoke earlier about, you know, this is the topic we'd cover today, you know, my, again, my brain starts ticking, I'm out on a few of the dog walks thinking, and the, it's a long list. Some of the bigger ones, I think there's the bit I see a lot of, um, and it's probably as a result of things like social media being, you know, booming at the moment, you know, Instagram, Strava, Facebook, all of those things that a lot of runners are on, you know, there's a lot of runners on these platforms, uh, which is great, you know, there's some positives to be had out of that in terms of, you know, motivating each other, you know, I get a lot of motivation through social media, and it massively spurs me on, you know, and I'm, I'm no doubt on my PBs over the last couple of years have been as a result of people, you know, cheering me up and giving me that, you know, that little kudos, you know, you think it's just a little thumbs up, but that, you know, those really do help for people to, you know, have seen you on, but, but actually on the flip side, um, it can be kind of negative in that, you know, people get, feel the pressure of, you know, they have, having to run more because they're seeing their friends run more, that, you know, they, they have, they feel they have to see a certain pace on Strava because it's so visual and it's like, oh, if I sew this pace, it looks rubbish and I've not run quick enough. And, you know, I think sometimes people get a bit lost in that world and it's, you know, then, then it means they get too carried away. So, you know, you go from having run a 5k race to you've signed yourself up to a hundred miler. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of just stuff that people kind of, get lost in the moment and it's a bit too like oh my god yeah I'm going to do this I'm going to do this and um or, or they get kind of down because they see other runners and I've done this before I see other runners I follow a lot of incredibly fast runners on uh on Strava you know most of them kind of professional level and I see their times and think you know wow these are you know four minute miling stuff for half marathons and you think wow this is this is it makes you feel a bit kind of like Oof. and I think people get a bit too sucked into that and sometimes it's just stepping back and going uh, a great example, and uh, this is one a mistake I probably make, and I'm, I'm guilty of, and uh, more so probably because of my kind of OCD nature a little bit, is that, you know, your, your mileage on Strava, for example, you know, if, if I don't hit a certain mileage, I used to have it where I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to hit it. And then I might force myself out the door, even if I was feeling rubbish or had a bit of an injury, because I, I felt like I had to hit that number for the week. Otherwise, it was like a failure. And whereas now I'm sat here five miles in for a week, and I'm kind of like, okay. Is anyone really going to remember that Rory in 2020, second, third week of December, ran five miles in the week? Probably not. 
and and actually I probably won't remember come January because it's 2020 mileage and it's forgotten about so <laughs> so I think social media stuff and just making sure you use it in the right way and don't get too kind of sucked into the negative side of things is is a big one for me because um, it's very easy to get distracted as well um, you know and like I say it and then you get people who have like 25 different goals and it's just not sustainable. You know, you've got to have almost like, uh, you know, I've probably done this where you, where you have a goal and you go, right, that is my goal and I'm going to work on it. You don't kind of go, right, I'm going to try and run 245 marathon. I'm also going to try and run a PB at 20 miles. I'm also going to try and do this ultra marathon that's across the Andes in four days in a Santa suit. And then I'm going to do this and that. And it, you, you, you know, there's just too many variables to really focus on one true goal. And I see a lot of people do that as well. I, I can see that. And I, I think there's some real value in that, in, in having that awareness going into the new year and thinking, okay, it's not a case of Rory's not saying here, man, come off Strava, it sucks, because it doesn't. <laughs> and you're not saying that. But what you're saying is maybe just manage your time well. A little bit of discipline. We need discipline to achieve some lofty goals anyway. Because you can get sucked into things. You use that word. And I, I totally get that. I mean, how many times do we see runners that are adding all these different challenges, almost 15 different challenges a day on Strava. You know, I'm going to join this group, I'm going to join this group, and I've got to run this many miles. And some of these goals might actually not be that important to the individual. If they really stopped and asked themselves, is it important? Do I really want to hit X amount of miles by the end of the year? The answer may be yes for some, but for many, the answer probably is no, it's not that important. And it's going back to that, well, why do I run? What do I want out of it? All those great things you mentioned earlier in this chat about running on the coastal path, just enjoying it, not worrying too much about time because there's a place for that, kind of getting back to that that pure enjoyment. On the whole Strava thing and, and logging, because it's really a social media platform yeah. for runners and, 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 and cyclists and sports people in general what's your view on the old paper diary just going back to pen and paper logging is that something you do did you do um, that have you always been kind of an electronic guy a bit of both um and that's the same for my kind of other work life as well you know I, having a pad here we go trusty pad i don't know why it's such a small pad this must be my like small idea pad I must have a big pad somewhere but um yeah I, I, I'm, I'm good for both because you know I, I'm a big fan of digital stuff having come from a corporate job that was massively technology and stuff then you know I'm all about kind of the digital part is great because it's logged in a small space and you can see it and you can take a lot of data from that and you know data is powerful if you use it in the right way um, so actually Strava is great for that and actually you know I, I use a lot of the kind of stuff on Strava I use Strava Premium for that reason because I like the data but again in the same vein you can get so into it and there's no, you can't beat just going back to old school you know pen and paper yeah Daryl my business partner won't mind me saying that actually you know he probably does a lot more kind of pen and paper stuff because he just kind of he's kind of come from that world a bit more around just kind of documenting stuff and it's a bit more kind of it just works for him and I'm the same with a lot of my kind of work life stuff I'll do a lot of written stuff because A it draws you away from just being staring at a computer on a phone all day brings you back to a kind of a bit more natural environment of using a pen and paper and generally thinking about what you want to put down as opposed to just, you know, if you're typing something, it's just, you know, there's a bit of a disconnect because you're just typing letters or typing on your phone. and um, So a, a good balance of both. I think it's really important as well to, to reflect back. And I think that's a common mistake that I see people make. Where, where, however they capture the information, whether they lie, you're nodding, because I'm sure you agree with this, whether you, you log it in Strava or Garmin Connect or you handwrite it in a diary, if you never look at it again, you may as well not log anything because it's fine to kind of look at Strava and see, oh, how many people have given me kudos because we all fall into that. I say trap, but we all do that to some degree, I think. 
But actually looking back at what you've done, and if you do pick up a bit of a niggle, I've got a bit of a right calf strain at the moment, you're suffering a little bit with a foot, it's running, it happens. Trying to build a picture of why that may have happened, is there something we could have done to avoid it? Let me look back at that period of time, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Because if you just think, well, the watch has stored it and it's automatically uploaded it to Strava, so it's there... Well, it's not. It doesn't matter if it's there if you don't look back. Hundred percent. And I think the bit you mentioned there about injury. So one of the big things we tell a lot of our runners is um, the minute you feel something that's not quite right—a niggle here, you know, your foot, your knee, your whatever—make a note. You know what happened. You know where were you running? What shoes were you wearing? Uh, you know how were you actually feeling on that day? You know, because so, otherwise, if you've just like you actually said, if you've got it on Strava, you've got a bit of a niggle. Then two weeks late, it, it disappears. You think great, but then it comes back. You think. Oh, well, I can't, which run was it? Was it this run? Was it that? If you've got a note that says, you know, on this day, December the whatever, I felt a niggle in my foot, This could, then you can pinpoint exactly what might have caused it. You can then prevent it moving forward. And you, like you say, running is just getting that seesaw of getting good quality stuff in versus maintaining, you know, your body so that you're not going to uh, get injured or you can prevent injury before it gets too serious and you know you, it's a real seesaw to balance which is which is why you know inevitably unfortunately both of us are on the sideline and you know we're both coaches so you know a lot of people just think you know we'll know or oh, we can run 100 miles a week every week and you know that in reality that isn't uh, it isn't the case so it's kind of just getting that balance and I think by having that data and making notes and just you know, being a bit clued up about how you can prevent stuff is key. Do you think in terms of some of the mistakes, other mistakes that runners can can make, and sometimes this is kind of through their hands being forced or it's a kind of a situational thing, over-racing. Now, people, I think, can do too many races and turn every weekend into a race. And obviously next year, we're, we're back in the 2020s we record this, there's lots of races that have been shoehorned into next year through no fault of any runner. It's just the situ- all the event organisers, mm. it's the situation. So naturally, there's lots of races that I fear people are going to be trying to do next year. I'm already having a chat with one or two of my runners that are doing Berlin and London and, you know, week after week. people are going to That's going to be a, a busy few weeks. Uh, yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. It's tricky. What's your thoughts on that and how do you think people can um, kind of kind of structure their they're racing next year what's your I gut think, feeling i think with racing coach? like you say it's very and again i use the phrase easy to get sucked into kind of oh there's a race there's a medal go and do this and you know i know people who you've got two polar opposites you've got people who race literally every weekend and you think oh my god you know a that must be costing a fortune uh and b it's for me it's just not sustainable and it it, it, it loses the focus then of of having a goal and going for it and you know, don't get me wrong not every runner has to have a goal you know if someone likes going and doing 10k races for the social element for the sake of you know being part of the races getting the medals the tees free mince pies whatever that, that's absolutely fine you know people can do that i think it's probably more of a problem when you get to the longer distance stuff purely because of the recovery and i think people really underestimate the amount of recovery that's needed for some of these longer races marathons and ultra marathons especially um, it may happen with me in terms of New York next year, but depending on what they do in January, I may have London and New York within the space of a month. But what I'll likely do is probably race London and then New York will just be a kind of a jolly and, you know, pick up some donuts on the way around and just enjoy it. Because, you know, for me, to I couldn't race both in the space of a month. It just wouldn't be workable. And there's a lot that are quite close. And actually, I will probably sacrifice a few of them. Some are quite small races, so I'm not so fussed. But I think, I think it's key to not get do too many and it's getting that balance between you know if you're doing a little fun run it's a mile fun run and you know that that's fine you can do a few of those but certainly the long stuff really take a a good think about what's important what do I truly want to do why am I doing these races Um, and actually if I'm just doing them to go and you know 
pull around and enjoy it and not worry about time then that's okay you can probably fit some more races in but if you're you know wanting to do a half marathon pb then you've got a race in two weeks you want to do another half marathon pb to get another minute off it's just not sustainable and you know that's where you're going to start injuring yourself then you'll be on that downward spiral of a roller coaster running and that's when it's not enjoyable because that's when social media kicks in again and you know you know it's like it's nothing worse when you're on the injury bench you're on social media and you're like the world is running and i'm not i'm sat here feeling sorry for myself yeah it's just again it's all about balance but i use that word a lot it's just getting that right kind of seesaw mentality of where do I see it? I need to get that exactly in the middle and, and, and just being um, yeah, sensible, really. I, I smile because when you're talking about over-planning races, over-signing up for races, a lot of people do that. Um, Francis, one of my runners, if you're listening to the show, my friend, don't worry, I love you, I think you're awesome. But he he definitely, he will admit this, <laughs> he signs up for everything. There was a, a, a couple of years ago in April... He uh, messaged me saying, oh, well, he dropped a message in the group saying with all the other runners, oh, this is awesome. I've, I've just banked a place for Derby 10K, can't wait. I put a message back saying, that's awesome. You're going to have to get it done pretty quickly because then you're doing the Manchester Marathon on the same day. So you've got to get your ass to Manchester. <laughs> it was like, oh, crap, I forgot. I didn't realise it was on the same day. Oh, God. You've got to keep these runners in check. I'm telling yeah. you, Rory. It's a nightmare. It's a oh, nightmare. <laughs> you mentioned recovery there, and particularly for the longer mm. stuff. That's so important, <laughs> isn't it? And I think people want to get back out there really quickly. I understand. But I say to people, look, when you feel okay, I feel all right now. I've had a week off after a marathon. I feel all right. You might physically feel okay, but that's almost like a superficial thing. Your body is taking a hammering and not just from the race, from yeah, all the training yeah. that you put in. I'm reading a book at the moment. My bedtime reading is More Fire, which if, if you listen to this, by the way, thinking, didn't what, didn't you start reading this ep- in episode two of the podcast? <laughs> yes, I did. I'm a slow reader. There's lots of words, not many pictures, <laughs> but I am working my way through the book and it's all about the subtitle is how to run the Kenyan way. Yeah. It's really interesting. And those guys, we can take a lot from what they do. Those guys are talking about the downtime where, man, they just hardly mm. do anything when they're when they're not racing, when they're not training. Now, of course, if you've got life and responsibilities, it's slightly different. But having that time out and not being afraid to have time out and recover, I think is really important, isn't it? Massively. You can feel good and go out and, you know, some people think, oh, well, if I go for a little run, that'll loosen me out even more. And yeah, yeah, I'm sure it will. But actually, it's all those little kind of bits and and, and the the immense stress you put your body on, especially we use marathon a lot because, you know, the the amount of training for that is is so substantial um, that like you say it's not just the day it's not just going out for three four five six seven however many hours doing your marathon it's all the you know god knows how many hours of training before and leading up to that building your mileage up and a lot of people you, you might have heard people say you know actually the the day is just the kind of victory lap because you know you've done the hard work and actually you should enjoy the day and but obviously that all adds up and, and people forget that especially ultras and stuff i'll have people who you know, i'll tell them if you've done an ultra of you know 50k 100k or 100 miles You've got, you've got to take. That takes. It can take months to recover from properly, you know, because it, it takes a serious toll on your body, and your body's not really meant probably to go that kind of distance in one go. A lot of sporty people, are, you know, generally quite practical people to a certain degree, so they need to be. They're not the kind of people who would just sit there and go, right, I'm going to go for a six-hour, you know, uh, marathon of watching... Uh, I was going to say a programme then, but I was like, I won't say a programme because if I say something, they'll go, oh, why has he said Emmerdale? Or why has he said... That? I don't watch Emmerdale for the record. <laughs> I couldn't think of something that I'd say that enough people would agree. Oh, that's a really good programme to watch that. We judge all of our guests. You're no different. We're going to judge you. We're going to judge you. We'll just... Pete's a great producer. He'll just edit in some voiceover. Yeah that says Emmerdale yeah, or Emmerdale, some yeah, kind of us. American romance. <laughs> we could definitely make you sound daft on 
this podcast, Rory. There's no doubt oh, about dear. it. He's been doing it to me for about a year now. <laughs> Tell me, what's one of the biggest mistakes that you've made in training or in a race? Have you made a big mistake uh, during a race, either the lead up to a race, in a race, in training? You must have done. Come on, share it with us, man. Share with your human with this 1655k. Races is a tricky one uh, because touch wood. I, I'm always quite calculated with my races. So I've done obviously the training and the research before. So I'm quite fortunate I've never had too many faux pas in races I've had races where I, I, I'm always a runner who likes to have that kind of uh, I call it the you know the, 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 the banking technique where you get a few seconds you know, within reason you know, I don't go out a four minute mile for a marathon and go well I've banked a minute two minutes in the first mile great because it's not going to work but you know I like to bank you know a couple of seconds here because it gives me the motivation to know I've got a minute in the bank halfway and then it's it's just works better for me but you know I've had a few shorter races where I've probably gone out too quick and that's like you know I've paid for that later on for sure um, and then probably you know some of it with me um, so I got, a, I got a fairly horrible injury earlier in the year with my ankle um, so I wore a pair of Vaporflies for a 90k ultra brilliant idea at the time but obviously once you start getting to the later parts of a race like that and you're tired oh. yeah they're not they're not the kind of shoe to say don't worry Rory we've got you you know it's fine you know my ankle I dreaded it my ankle's probably like, like this but you know that, that was a big mistake I think because that that hold me up for a while actually and you know I didn't feel it at the time because the adrenaline was going yeah I've got to run this I still haven't got the medal for it either so that, that, how bad is that I did a race back in May and I'm still still waiting oh, for man. the medal which I was told is on its way but it's not here yet so hopefully it will come in uh, in the near not too distant future <laughs> so I did a medal got in, uh, did a race got injured haven't even got the medal the irony so but yeah nothing too crazy in races and then training is probably um, the big thing for me is probably I I don't like wearing really, really heavy footwear. I never have. You know, I've had it before where I've worn these, you know, 350 gram shoes, which have got every last bit of support in the world, but they just don't work for me. You know, I like to wear, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not running around in Vaporflies uh, for 50 miles a week or whatever, but I, I wear, you know, my, my go-to trainer now is probably a pair of like New Balance that are probably 250 grams. So, you know, it's not light, 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 but it's, you know, light compared to a lot of people's shoes. And that probably doesn't help me sometimes because I have to, you know, mitigate the mileage a little bit because I can't, you know, I can't sustain wearing those kind of shoes all the time. And, and like I say, I have been sucked into that whole social media world before because it's very easy to do just because of the nature of the work I do and, and, and everything like that. And so I'm much better now pulling myself out of that and just going, do you know what? Just go and have a run. And the one thing which is a big thing for me, probably for your runners as well and for everyone is, um, it was quite nice. I got my little Strava kind of like, this is your year, even though there's two weeks to go. So I'm not sure. They obviously thought I was going to have an awful last two weeks. And just went, <laughs> we won't worry about that. He's just going to be sat eating turkey and volivants for two weeks. So we'll give it to him early. I think they're just wrapping up early. Yeah. That's what it is. Strava have just yeah, broken all, up all early. Got, so I will just tell yeah, them what they've done for the year now. No one's, no one's fussed. But that, that kind of gives you a stat that gives you your average pace across all your runs. And, and that for me is a really interesting stat because uh, mine was relative to my racing uh, very slow I think it was like 8.45 which you know to some people I know is quick but actually versus a lot of my races isn't and you know it's probably 50 seconds to a minute above my recovery pace so I was was quite pleased to see that that actually I do do a lot of stuff slow and we see a lot of runners you might see the same that just find it very difficult to go out and run slowly I don't know about you but I do sense that people are starting I really feel this runners of all levels are starting to come around a little bit more to the idea of running easy it doesn't mean they've mastered it and I say I'll tell you why I say this I've had a lot of people get in touch with me towards the back end of this year probably thinking about right, let's get this year out of the way let's do something important and positive for me next year in, in 2021 but a lot of people are talking about when I'm asking them what they want and what they struggle with and what their challenges are they talk about easy running 
and they have an awareness that they don't run easy enough, but they realise it's important. I think this is a bit of a step forward for me. I'm, I'm quite liking the fact that people are coming to me and going, hands up, I don't run easy enough, can you help me do that? <laughs> you know, can you fix that part? And it's not, it's not easy, because like you said, if it doesn't make any sense. If you want to run a race fast, why, why train slow? What's yeah. that about? I, th- I think, to be honest, no. this year has helped, because I think with so little races happening, that's taken le- kind of layer one of pressure off. And people have gone out and just gone, yeah. you know what, I haven't got a race. I'm just going to go and have an explore. Rory, I can't think of a better guest to have on. Christmas week, it is the week before, but of course this episode, when you're listening to this, will be Christmas Eve. Is it Christmas Eve? Yeah, it's... Is it Christmas Eve next Wednesday? Yeah, definitely Christmas Eve. Is it? Eve. No, 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 Thursday. Is it Thursday. Christmas Eve? Next no, Thursday. Thursday. Oh God, I kept saying Christmas Thursday. Eve, didn't I? Does it's that fine. mean this is on the 23rd, not the 24th? I feel a bit let down yeah, 23rd, now, so... not the 24th. Yeah. I, I, was hoping, I was hoping it would be on oh, the 24th. I, I then opened my calendar to the biggest chocolate of all, and yeah, really ever. Oh, and now I've got to have awesome. a small chocolate listening to it, unless I wait a day, but I'd, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Wait a day to listen to it. Whatever you do, have a fantastic Christmas, Rory. Are you are you somebody that runs on Christmas Day or do you put your feet up, spend time with the family? What do you do? What we'd normally do is obviously park run. Uh, clearly that doesn't exist right now, which is a shame. But what we're going to yeah. do is um, we live a couple of miles from park run. So we'll probably you know, just plod down there. Uh, do the actual course in, in Basingstoke Park Run because I, I suspect there probably will be some local runners who will do the same thing and then we'll run back and A, that takes away the guilt of eating four and a half thousand calories at about two o'clock falling asleep at four o'clock uh, but B, it just you know, sets you up for the day as well you know and it's quite nice running Christmas Day Yeah, I like this weather it's lovely when you go out in the cold probably stick a Santa hat on as well Rory, it's been an absolute pleasure if people want to keep up to date with what you are up to they can follow you at The Running Horse and your coaching uh, coaching stuff on Instagram is raced coaching, so at race coaching. We'll link that in the show notes on the show notes page, which is runningrejectcom forward slash podcast. Now, I know we have spoken a little bit about kind of the negative side of runners and the mistakes that people make, but hopefully these are things you can rectify in the new year. We're going to end on a big fat positive. I've got a question for you, Rory. This is your weekly dose of running motivation. What does the word motivation mean to you? Oh, God, put me on the spot. Um... Da, da, da. We're okay with comfortable silences, by the way. We don't do uncomfortable silences. We do comfortable silences. So take your time. Take yeah. your time. So, oh. so I think for me, motivation... Um, oh, that's a really tricky one because there's so many forms of motivation out, it's good, uh, isn't it? out there. Um, success, I think. I think it's having that goal and having the, the breakdown of what why you want to achieve that goal and just getting out there and doing it. You know, I think for a lot of people, they they make goals and it's kind of like it's like you said in your previous book you know you've, you've got to want it you know and if you want it you'll do it it's as simple as that you know it's not rocket science to a certain degree don't get me wrong I'm not going to go out there and say I want to run a sub two hour marathon because you know I, I'm a realist and it's uh, probably not going to happen I said probably not I didn't say impossible so you never I've still got that so you know you never know you never know what trainers might come out in a few years but but it's just you know if you want it just go and get it you know at the end of the day you know if it's a realistic goal get after it you know and there's plenty of ways to be motivated Jenny you've got social media with thousands of runners that are so motivating to each other don't worry too much about time that's one of my favourite quotes of you know don't let your time ruin your time and just enjoy yourself and good things will happen it's as simple as that Rory you're awesome have an awesome Christmas man and let's catch up soon yeah you guys have have a fab Christmas Running with Jake the podcast your weekly dose of running motivation out every Wednesday never miss an episode by subscribing now Right, so let's take another one of your questions. It's hashtag AskJake, and Philip sent me a message. He wants to know how he can stay more motivated with no races on the horizon. 
Philip, this is a difficult one, and it's a boat that many runners find themselves in at the moment. But do you know what? I think it's about mindset here, and I think it's really important to try and focus on the fact that while there are no races now, or very, very few, they will return. And at some point, you will want to race, and you will no doubt want to do well. So be mindful of that, and also knowing that the work you do now will add up to helping you achieve your goal in the future, even if that is six months away, 12 months away, 18 months away. Training is never, ever lost. It's never a waste of time. Those miles banked are fitness gains banked. So stay mindful of that, Philip. Keep smiling, keep moving forward, and I have no doubt you will have your race day soon. Nutrition, training, mindset, stretching, motivation, whatever your question may be, it's hashtag AskJake, or you can drop me an email at podcast at runningwithjake.com. That's it for your festive edition of the Running With Jake podcast. I hope you've enjoyed today's weekly dose of running motivation. A massive thank you to our guest, Rory Horseman, top guy from Race Coaching. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode in 2021. All you need to do is using the mobile app on your phone, just hit the little subscribe button. And when you are sat there with a brandy coffee and three mince pies, come on, be honest, it's going to be three, make sure you spend a moment, (laughs) rate and review the show. We would greatly appreciate that. Have a magical Christmas and we will be back here next week for another dose of running motivation. Oh, and one more thing. I feel like I need to do something different today. Motivation, motivational quote. I mean, it's Christmas. Should do something festive. Festive, festive, festive. Pete, I should have thought this through. Maybe a quote from a, like a, a Christmas movie. Motivational Christmas quote. Like, I don't know, Polar Express, uh, a snowman. Snowman? No? Christmas Carol? Uh, what about Yippie Kaye? Motherfucker. <laughs>